when were the... What schools... Who decides what the next... Where's that story? Why they keep the loop? What is this? It's Curious City. Where WBEZ answers your questions about Chicago, the region, and its people. Hey everybody, I'm Derek John, an editor at WBEZ. Recently, a bunch of you all wrote in with the same question about our upcoming elections in Illinois. And before we answer that question, let's just get something out of the way. Most towns across the state hold municipal or what's known as consolidated elections on the first Tuesday in April. Primaries are in late February. Chicago's different. There are no primaries for aldermen or mayor. Instead, its February election is really the one that matters. Unless there's a runoff. They do that in April. Got it? Okay, here's our question. Why are the Chicago municipal elections held in February? What's the real reason? Now, that last part, the real reason, that's the key for the people who asked. They feel the timing with the chance of sub-zero temps and snow amounts to a conspiracy. My name is Eric Sherman, and I'm a local political activist. Everyone has a theory about why the election is in winter, and it usually revolves around discouraging voter turnout. Eric Sherman's a campaign volunteer, and this time of year, he's one of the poor souls going door to door looking for votes. People are nice about it. Sometimes people will let you in. If you can get into an apartment complex to talk to voters, that's always great. That's a good 15 to 20 minutes where you're inside a building. So why does Chicago put its local campaign workers through this misery? Well, surprisingly, this is not so easy to find out. Even the Chicago Board of Elections isn't entirely sure. It turns out the answer is buried somewhere in the distant past. Fifth floor, government publication. I pay a visit to the fifth floor of the Harold Washington Library. My lucky librarian is Lyle Benedict. He disappears into the stacks for a while and then comes back, lugging a couple of dusty old door stoppers. Okay, on page 1072, section 452, According to Lyle, our answer lies somewhere in the thousand-plus pages of the revised Illinois statutes. Okay, here it is. Chicago's elections, like every Illinois municipality, are set by state law. And except for a few years after the Civil War, municipal elections were held in April. Problem was, these were elections in name only. For most of the 19th century, party bosses chose candidates during state conventions. Then around 1900, Progressive reformers passed a law that forced the parties to hold open public primaries to pick its candidates. This is when Chicago held its first February primary election. Actually, there was more than one. It looks like the Republicans held their primary February 14th, and the Democrats were February 24th, and the Socialists were March 4th. The Socialists? Yeah, they were... They elected people then. That's wild. So they would be on different days, and then I guess then they yeah. would all come together and go right. against each other. The April election, you can see the April. Open primaries empowered average voters, the male ones anyway, but reformers felt this didn't go far enough. So, a few years later, Illinois passed the direct primary law, which consolidated all primaries on the last Tuesday in February. And that date has stuck ever since. But at the time, this was a radical change. The parties can't just hunker down and control everything. Maureen Flanagan teaches Chicago history at the Illinois Institute of Technology. She says since the general elections were in April, 
moving this one single primary back to February gave voters a lot more say. So if you've got, say, six weeks, they have a chance to get out and give speeches, do interviews. It does, in fact, make it possible for people to know who the candidates are. And Flanagan says this worked. Turnout shot up. Look, you know, you have a voice now. You can decide who your alderman's going to be. You can decide who the mayor is going to be. Okay, at this point, I think we can say it. The conspiracy theories are just dead wrong about why Chicago elections are in February. They weren't originally created to suppress voter turnout. Actually, it was the opposite. Now it's true. There's been no shortage of election shenanigans in Chicago history. So aldermanic elections are frequently thrown to the machine for many reasons, patronage jobs, favors, corrupt contracts, but the winter weather does not help. This is Dick Simpson. He's a former alderman who teaches political science at UIC, and he can provide at least one example of when the winter weather went against the Democratic machine. It was 1979 when Jane Byrne ran against the incumbent, Michael Balandic. Because the election was held in February, there was the gigantic snowstorm that most Chicagoans can still remember. Uh, They would look out their window and there'd be five or six feet of snow it looked like on the streets. They would be skiing if they went to the grocery store because you couldn't get there any other way. The L's were not running properly, so they cut the L stops in the black community, which enraged the black community. And all of these political problems piled up, nearly as high as the snow until just a few weeks later when Balandic went down to shocking defeat. Sure, there were other reasons, but... If the election had been held in April, Jane Byrne would not have been elected, probably. So, bad luck for Balandic and for the machine. But good news for those campaign volunteers who think they can make a difference. Like our question asker, Eric Sherman. I catch up with him on a recent Saturday morning. He's helping out at the office of First Ward Alderman Proco Joe Moreno. Come on, Eric, no coffee today? Oh, you want me to pick Eric and a dozen other volunteers are getting ready to hit the streets with flyers and door hangers. And that's when I tell him the real reason he's doing this in the dead of winter. That's fantastic because it's another example of the contradictory nature of Chicago politics and the way that people get really negative and they and pessimistic and they assume that the whole thing is rigged. And it's like as someone who's involved in local politics, like it's not rigged. If the whole system was rigged, then we wouldn't be out there knocking on doors and, and getting supporters. Which may also help explain why Chicago, compared to other big cities, has one of the highest voter turnouts at about 40 percent. We're hitting 14 and 38. As I watch Eric and the volunteers head out to Canvas, I think how lucky they are. For late January, it's a pretty nice sunny day. But it doesn't last. Literally the next day, we're hit with the fifth largest blizzard in Chicago history. So I guess I'll see you at the polls. Maybe. Reporting today came from me, Derek John. Curious City was founded by Jennifer Brandell, WBEZ, AIR, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support comes from the Doris and Howard Conant Fund for Journalism. 
Curious City on WBEZ is supported by New Belgium Brewing, which believes some of our best and most memorable times come from slowing down, taking it easy, and letting it all sink in. Enjoy a Slow Ride Session IPA at New Belgium's Slow Ride Sessions, opportunities crafted to give a reprieve from the hustle. New Belgium and Good Beer Hunting are partnering with Chicago's best artisans and makers to share their practices in intimate, hands-on sessions, giving folks a chance to check out from their day-to-day and enjoy learning something meaningful over a few beers. Learn more at newbelgium.com. Coming up, two generations of Chicago school kids have taken a day off in honor of Revolutionary War hero Kazimir Pulaski. But who was Pulaski? This was a dashing young officer. He's good-looking, he has a mustache. Next time on WBEZ's Curious City.